All right, here we are on a Wednesday morning, and we all know that means sit up straight, be ready. Dr. Stan's going to come in any minute now because it's time for our weekly visit. Good morning, Dr. Stan. How are you? Hi, Pam. It's great to talk to you. I'm doing wonderful. (laughs) Good. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. So we're going to talk about weight loss and, um, you know, some things that people may think are okay, but maybe aren't. Or well, it's yeah, it's not so much that they're not okay; it's that they're oftentimes overhyped, and so there's a lot of different myths that are floating around, both on the internet. You might find them on some of the emails that you get, um, and oftentimes you might see this when you're just scrolling through Facebook. You're going to find that there are certain things that different gurus, that different specialists that different people say that are fixes, that are gimmicks, that are ideas, that are suggestions. And on the face, they might make sense, but they're not addressing the root cause. So as a result, usually these types of things don't lead to good success. Right. And I'll tell you, the very first one on the list, I could never do. Maybe it's because of the hours that I work, (laughs) but I could never do this. But it's skipping breakfast. I know a lot of people who don't even really like breakfast. Yeah. So the first idea is this. There is this thing called intermittent fasting, which is a wonderful thing if you can do it. One of the problems with intermittent fasting, or basically what it is, is first off, it's if you're going to try to limit the amount of hours of the day that you actually eat. So what uh, Dr. Fung, he's the biggest proponent for that, what he said was that when you go for a longer period of time without eating anything, that it actually helps to sensitize the insulin and it helps your liver. So as a result, people tend to lose some weight. The problem with simply skipping breakfast is one, in long-term studies, people who end up not eating breakfast end up regaining much of the weight that they've lost. So a simple strategy of saying, I'm simply going to eliminate one meal and not changing the rest of your behavior is usually associated with not having good success. So Skipping a meal just for the sake of saying, I want to take in less calories, and you're not making any adjustments later on, is a harbinger for failure. But in a program where you are going to end up trying to have time-limited feeding, then it may be helpful. The problem is, is that for most people, when they skip breakfast, they are then ravishingly hungry when it comes to lunchtime. So they will overeat not only the calories that they missed from breakfast, but they will then end up just kind of feeling off and they'll find that snacking or eating more throughout the day is the the thing that helps them to feel better. So skipping breakfast just from the sake of skipping breakfast is not a good strategy unless you're combining it with an additional program. All right. What about eating fat-burning foods? Actually, I never knew there were such a thing. (laughs) Well, there's this whole idea that foods supposedly melt the fat away. So eating pineapple, avocado, asparagus, broccoli, garlic, ginger, 
chili. You might have seen green tea as being a big one. What the idea is, is that these are, as your body is basically um, uh, digesting this, um, that they actually increase the metabolism of fat. The problem is, is that in every study, and this was a a review uh, published in the journal called Nutrients in 2020, what they found was they usually don't work because if you just look at that as your main way of trying to lose weight, the likelihood of you having long-term success is very low. This is a strategy that helps maybe about 3% of people. The vast majority of people do not get good success. So there are some testimonials. There are some people that say, yeah, I really increased my fill-in-the-blank avocado intake and I lost some weight. Yeah, that might happen to a few people, but you still have to change your entire behavior. All right. What about metabolism boosters? Is that on the same order of things? Well, the problem is, is that the FDA has found hundreds of products that contain hidden active ingredients, um, and they're actually unsafe, and they have been removed from the market. So there have been over a hundred different of these that have been removed. So the data behind this is inconclusive and unconvincing. Really what it boils down to is the more that you boost your metabolism, the more likely it is that a mistake is going to occur and it increases the likelihood of you developing cancer. And with cancer, you lose weight. So a researcher or a company that ends up saying that you lose weight with my product, but they don't tell you, oh yeah, well, Many of them developed cancer, and that's part of the reason why they lost weight. That's not a very good um, product to take. All right, and I have a feeling I know what you're going to say here. Uh, Is snacking bad, Dr. Stan? Well, here's the danger with snacking. I mean, the whole idea is this. There is a place for snacking. Snacking is helpful if you are um, eating small amounts throughout the day. So there is this whole weight loss program called grazing, where the idea is you're not gonna have regular meals, but what you're gonna do is you're gonna have a small amount all day long, and as a result, you're not gonna end up taking in that many calories. The problem is, is that there is a big difference between eating chips and cookies as a snack compared to eating hummus, apple slices, or vegetables, um, there's a huge, huge difference. So one of the things to think of is think of snacks as something to help you at the immediate time. The other dilemma is many of us snack when we're bored or when we're stressed or when we're watching TV and there's nothing else going on, and it's something that is a linked behavior. And linked behavior, when we snack, we forget that we're eating. So if you're writing down everything that you're eating, which is a wonderful thing that I recommend to people, you oftentimes will forget, oh, yeah, I was watching something on TV and I started to get stressed. And so I went to the cupboard and I got the first thing that was there. And before you know it, the whole bag of chips was gone we forget to write that down. So many people who say, I just can't lose weight. 
well, have you written down everything? Yes. And then, oh, there are no chips on here. Have you ever eaten chips? Oh, well, yeah. I, yeah, it's not on there. I, I guess I kind of forgot. So snacking is not bad in and of itself, where many different programs say snacking is terrible. The issue is that it may help to curb some of the ravishing hunger that you get later. All right. And we'll wrap it up with artificial sweeteners, because I know this is one a lot of people think about. Yeah, so it does help to decrease calories. The difference between Coke and Diet Coke is 160 calories. So there is a huge, huge market that's out there. The problem is is your microbiome, that is to say your small intestine um, bacteria, they end up expecting that when they see something that's like sweet, that there's going to be calories associated with it. So your microbiome actually sends out signaling that makes you more hungry. So if the artificial sweeteners is part of a concentrated program, it's effective. But if you simply switch from eating sugar to eating artificial the likelihood of having success. Now, high fructose corn syrup um, is one of the worst foods to eat. I would certainly recommend eating regular sugar rather than high fructose corn syrup. But artificial sweeteners, they have their place, but they're not that successful in the long term unless it's combined with a good program. All right. Lots of good stuff, Dr. Stan. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All well, right. Frustrating because it may be depressing for many people. The bottom line is get in a program, do the things that you know have science behind it. Absolutely. 100%. Well, thank you, Dr. Stan. And we will talk again next Wednesday. Hey, I look forward to it, Pam.